Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys. It's Sally here with Serviced Accommodation Secrets, the Facebook Live and the podcast. I hope you're all really well. So this time it's all about still doing your due diligence and keeping your processes in place, even through this time where we're emerging gradually from lockdown, uh, being, well, we're mid-June, towards the end of June, I guess we're getting, and forecast to open hospitality up completely in the beginning of July. But um, if you're quiet or even if you're busy, still make sure you do your due diligence on your potential guests. And even if you've been talking to a guest through email or on the phone and things like that for a little while, because we had a really strange experience today that I thought I'd share with you. And just also some tips on how to make sure that you don't come unstuck with unscrupulous guests or, you know, potential guests who aren't really the nice, lovely people we normally get, because most people are actually fabulous. But particularly during COVID-19, it's important that we are still keeping on top of the rules and that we are, you know, we're doing all the guidelines and, and making sure we are preparing our apartments really well for guests and making sure they're healthy and, you know, not at risk still. Because um, everyone keeps talking about the second spike, second wave. So we don't want to be the ones who are causing that. So let me just get back to what happened today. So we've had a guest who wanted to stay early on in lockdown for quite a long time and was haggling a lot on price. Actually came through Airbnb, I think, but then would have come direct, but it was just too low a rate. And he said, oh, okay, I found somewhere else. So it's like, fine. Hi there, guys. I hope you're well. He's watching. So that was fine. And I just said, well, perhaps we can help you later. And then a couple more times we've had email exchanges with this potential guest who was a guy on his own. And then he basically was looking to stay, but we were fully booked. And then it seemed like a two bed might be suitable where it's a, a one bed that he was looking for originally. But he was really pressing us the other week for a quote and we thought, okay, we might have some availability. And so then we needed to find out whether he was actually allowed to stay because, you know, we're only supposed to have certain categories of people still. So we need to make sure people fall within that. And in, in the event, my VA, AJ, said, I'll get his number and call him. So she did that. She said it was just a bit strange. And any email we had was very ambiguous. So I thought, well, I don't know. We have to get confirmation of this. But we did offer a quote, potentially, he could book. Our VA was certain he was going to book. And then he said, oh, no, don't think I'm interested. So I was like, okay. And then we actually had some contractors in and that was fine. And in fact, I, I said to him, look, I need to know within an hour. And so within an hour, let me know or we'll be giving it to somebody else, which we did. So that was fine. So today I get this random, random call 
In fact, Pete answered and he's, he's suitably vague, said, oh, Sally deals with this, so let me put you on to her. And this guy said he was in the town and what was our address? Because his taxi driver was getting impatient. And I thought, that's very odd. So I said, I'm really sorry, but actually you didn't book. And so he was very confused and... um <laughs> I don't know what was really going on, but essentially the cynical kind of instinctive reaction I had is that, you know, had I been an inexperienced property manager or somebody who was, you know, working for us who didn't really know and felt perhaps intimidated, would have just said, oh, well, I'll tell you the address and this is it. And, you know, checked him in without any kind of booking, without any kind of due diligence, without anything except a phone number and an email address, without any payment. So... Obviously, he spoke to me, and if he'd spoken to our VA, then that would have been the same as speaking to me because we have a process that has to be adhered to. So if somebody wants to stay, they confirm the booking. We make sure what the purpose is of their stay. Well, we normally like to know and, and find out in a sort of conversational way, but certainly in lockdown, we do actually have a an email that goes out as well as asking people when we speak to them because quite often we speak to people anyway and then you know you get confirmation of what their stay is all about and whether they might need to extend come back but particularly during this time when we're only restricted to certain people so it was um you know never going to be happening that we'd give details without an actual booking and certainly unless people have paid and signed T's and C's and sent their ID we don't give any check-in information we don't give a code for the key safe or anything like that so you know you're never going to get these things out of guests who are happy because they're already in the property or at least it might be a struggle obviously if they're booking a different way through a corporate agent it's a whole different thing but if it's a direct booking and always take payment ahead of time because that's when the person's most keen to um, get into the property and so they're more likely to, to pay you and you don't have issues chasing for money, which is the last thing you want. So, yeah, this was just really odd and this guest knew he hadn't booked. He also was due to book for a month or at least before with previous inquiries and now he was just asking for two nights because of an emergency, which he said he didn't want to divulge. And, you know, perhaps I wouldn't necessarily give you that much information normally, but these kind of stories, it's just kind of very weird. And it, to be completely honest, it may be something completely genuine. I might have got the wrong end of the stick, but besides any of that, this guest hadn't booked. And so if somebody hasn't booked and hasn't paid gone through our, our whole process and you know completed everything then we can't give access so really I think it's really important to bear in mind what processes you have in place and always keep to them because even um, people who are strictly speaking key workers apparently are staying in people's properties for the weekend and having parties and things like that so it's really good if you can actually speak to people on the phone because there's something about speaking to a person that might make them reflect on whether they want to do something badly behaved in your property shall we say which might be expensive for you and not what you want and also if people have given their id and everything even if 
you know you're not always doing that you might want to do that during COVID-19 just to make sure who they are because people tend to behave better if they know that you know who they are so I think it's really important to keep to those processes and I'm really excited about processes at the moment so that's another thing because we use Trello for our guest dashboard and started doing that for quite a long time ago since having mentoring with David Dyack and Matt Ward at their essay intensive and that's brilliant and kind of adapted and changed it and it's much more of a repository of information at the moment as well so some of the guys I'm working with at the moment they're like wow there's so much information there and we're now getting together a compliance board which I'll talk to you more about another time as well but also we link in with Asana doing a lot more of our a uh, whole business organization in there in a more structured way because I have learned how to do this and focus a lot on flowcharts and things, but now really getting into having a great process in there for just the many tasks that are repeated, many tasks that I might do that I can delegate, still keep doing the things I really like doing and just working out better ways of doing things and also keeping track of everything that perhaps is recurring but not on a daily basis, things that need, you know, attending to. And so that's actually quite exciting, very satisfactory, <sighs> actually getting organised. And I kind of think if you've got your firm foundation in place of everything and it's always dynamic, always changing, always improving, it doesn't matter actually which apps, software, channel manager you use. As long as you've got the basics in place so you're tracking what's going on, you've got your processes for all of your due diligence for your guests who are arriving, you make sure everything's ready for them, you've got all your comms sorted, then that's really important because if something like the thing that happened today happened to you in your business, ask yourself, have you got enough organisation to think actually has that person booked now you may have lots more properties so it's more likely to happen then hi there Susie good to see you so if you only have one or two obviously you're going to know but say if you had about 25 you might not know so you've really got to keep track of what's going on then you'll be able to pick up on these things. Obviously, if you've got people who are doing things like, you know, trying to book for parties or they're not really who they say they are, all those, those kinds of things, you're going to pick up on that. But as I say, most people are just really lovely, but you just have to have everything in order, A, to provide a brilliant service for those guests, but also to protect yourselves from people who perhaps aren't the best behaved and you don't know <laughs> what they're going to do and hopefully this guy is just you know it's more that he's stressed rather than trying to do anything deceitful I do like to think the best of people but equally we like to steer clear of, of problems but obviously we like to help people so you just have to have that kind of balance you know you don't want any mystery so if somebody says to you I really can't talk to you about that um, actually we have to have a real transparency at the moment because we have to know exactly what's going on with people so you can't have them saying that kind of thing to you because it'll come down to you you know and if you do host somebody perhaps they turn out to have COVID-19 um, you have to declare it so you, people need to be showing you results of tests uh, or be willing to share that and you know letting you know 
their state of health. So in risk assessments and things, you can mitigate all these risks, but make sure you've got reporting up to date. And the other thing I've done is shared in um, my communities that we had a bit of a weird thing happen. Maybe nothing because it's, you know, it's not actually really dramatic, but it's just more preventative. So um, keep communicating with your, your communities in your area if you have anything strange going on. Anyway, I hope you have more good things going on than strange. And I look forward to seeing you next week. And it is getting exciting because things are getting a little bit more back to normal. I know, Susie, you're getting nice and busy with different inquiries and longer bookings. So that's fantastic. Hi there, Mike. I hope you're well too. So let's get lots of bookings for everybody and get really nice and busy. So... I will speak to you soon. Any questions you've got, please do put them into the Service Accommodation Secrets Facebook group or page and it would be great to chat to you. All right, take care, guys. Sharing the secrets of success.